0: And welcome to your latest episode of Betfair's Racing Only Better podcast ahead of a hell of a weekend. Group race action, left, right and centre. We're at Newmarket. We're even at Haydock and Chester. We're in Longchamp, of course, for the big one, the Arc de Triomphe and all the group ones as well. Somebody might even tip up a winner in the Arab race. Who knows what's going to happen on this podcast. But one thing I should flag up is that we don't have Daryl Carter because God forbid he went off and got married. Congratulations. Congratulations, Daryl. I'm sure you will be listening over in Las Vegas, but instead we have Brendan Duke, an able substitute. Boys, I'm not even going to bother checking in with you. You're all absolutely fine and dandy. We've got so much racing to get through that we're just going to kick straight on. Newmarket. Come on. 150. Yes, the Rosemary Steaks. Now, Kev, you haven't flagged up to me that you want to go last like you normally do. So as a result... I'm, I'm banking on the fact that you've put yourself forward for going first for some of these races. So you can kick off 150. the Rosemary States the listed race for the fillies and mares. It's the first race on ITV on Friday, and it's over the mile. And Coppice is your favourite currently in there for John and Thady Gosden with Queen for you and Potter Povo, who hasn't got back to winning UAs yet this season. A few other nice fillies in there, but where did you land? So you can take it away, please.
1: I landed on Silver Lady Vanessa, a bit of a forgotten filly, we haven't seen her for a few months, but the last time we did see her on the second run of her life, she was only just behind um, Queen For You, despite uh, pulling like a Mustang and hanging under pressure, I assume something was amiss when she came home after that. Um, and hence the the missed time since but like that was a big effort on just the second run of her life and um, the hood has been applied now hopefully that'll just cool her cool her jets a little bit and get her a little bit more efficient um well documented charlie Appleby season hasn't gone um as one would expect um, but this filly might just give him a nudge in the right direction. I think she's overpriced relative to um, some of these, including Queen For You, who has been rocking away um, in Silver Lady's absence. But um, I'm hoping that this filly, uh, you know, unexposed, open to improvement, um, might well be able to reverse that form here.
0: All right, she's currently seven to one with Betfair on the sports foot behind a few of those aforementioned horses. Before we go any further, and Brendan, I'm coming to you next. No. I obviously have forgotten the offer because it wouldn't be. Racing Only Better without me forgetting the offers. Uh, there's a completely free bet on offer this weekend with Betfair on the sports book, but, but you have to opt in and you have to do it responsibly. There'll also be a big super boost on Saturday, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but yes, completely free bet this weekend. With without Betfair.
2: wanting to turn it fishy again, V, um, yeah. there's some place discussions to be had because Betfair Barry just texting, informing us that there's four places <laughs> in this opening race, which feels very generous.
0: Has he now?
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Well, well done, Dan. Do you want to go next? Showing sure how the sausage
2: is made there by telling you that we get text <laughs> off Barry. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Um, who fills that fourth spot then? Is that what you're gonna give us here? Probably
2: not mine. Mine will finish fifth without a doubt. That tends to yeah. be the way it goes. <laughs> um, but I was I was looking towards Pam Sly serum. Think of these colours galloping down the course to win a guineas many years ago with Speciosa. Astral Bo has been freshened up again when she came back first time out this season. Now, this is a view that would definitely be strengthened if we got some rain, which doesn't... I don't know, we're not going to get the sort of ground that I think she really benefits from. But she hasn't been disgraced under firmer conditions the last twice. But go back to that run in the Dahlia. They can't ever have been a better annual that race. Via Sestina won it. There was just such depth to it, surrounding like Prosperous Voyage, a place behind. It was... It was a muster renewal. She finished third, so she's very effective at the track, very effective when fresh. On the face of it, she's got a big ass giving three pounds to horses. Well, several horses who have just got their best days ahead of her, but I think she's very likely to run a race. I'd be more confident, as I say, if it was was wet. It's not likely to be, but I reckon the form she's achieved the last twice in the Falmouth most recently would be enough to get her in the four, and that's what we're looking for with the extra place
1: astral Bowdan, uh, a a granddaughter of Speciosa. Of yeah, course. that's right, isn't it? Beautiful.
0: Oh. Currently 10 to 1 with the sports book. Everyone is cold, Brendan, on the favorite and so sort of top few in the market so far. Are you with the boys and you're against Copis and Potapova and the likes of them?
3: Yes, I'm with Kevin. I thought Silver Lady was a was a very fair lady. Potipova. Now, well, Not what? not a whole pile, pile to add in terms of uh, putting meat on the bone. She's a well-bred filly, half-sister to Highland Avenue. I like that. She, she probably will need to settle a bit better here than she did in York, although she's a lot of heart. Despite those rank tendencies, she was still coming back at them at the line. So her heart is in the right place. Hopefully, according to Tony Calvin, and who am I to doubt the word of Calvin, uh, Appleby's a master with, with the headgear so that the hood takes the edge off her. Astro Bow and Quick Charge both like to get on with things and she's drawn for the silver lady so she's not out in the wing she'll give her every chance to settle and if she does she should go very close
1: and Vanessa we love a meaning we love a meaningless pedigree pinpointer uh, silver lady her damn (laughs) Louis almost eight years ago to the day won the Chively Park stakes there you go
0: Beautiful, look at that, Brendan. I'm sticking with you as we roll yep. on uh, to the Dubai Stakes, the Group Three over the mile and a half. And Running Lion looks back, looks to get back to well, what she showed us back in May in the Pretty Polly Stakes when she bolted up that day. Since then, disaster in the Oaks, disaster in the French Oaks, couldn't get mm. it done at Salisbury either. But she is your eleven to four anti-post favourite for this. Mm. Is this hers for the taking?
3: Oh, well, I think you've you put up all the reasons why we should probably take her on. Uh, it, it sets <laughs> the standard, granted, but in, in a very competitive race, I actually ended up on this C theme. For the boy Haggis, only had uh, th- three runs in her life, made the step up the stakes company last time out in York. Only won a finish of heads, granted, but the second one evening went on and gave the former boost by running close to that sumo Sam in Doncaster. So it looks reasonable form. 98 means she's £10 to find on official figures. I think 98 could underestimate her. And obviously, she's a progressive filly. So it's hard, it's hard to know what her ceiling was. I thought it's 7 to 1. She was a sporting wager against the FAV.
0: Yeah, she is currently seven to one with Betfair on the sports book. Thank you for that, Brendan. Let's move on to the Rockfell Stakes. Um, Kevin, I will start with you here. Shawari in here for the Ollie Sangster the team going so well with his two-year-old. She is currently your two-to-one favourite in here. Ashie Murphy booked once again for the ride on her, and she's taking on some of the big guns. Spiritual from John and Thady Gosden's yard at fours, and the Elang trying to get back to winning ways after disappointing when we saw her last at the Curra. She is currently four-to-one. After that, it's the likes of Carla's Way in there for the Crispard team, but really the focus is on Shawari. Obviously, the fallen. angel form in there backed up at the Curra can she step forward again with a little break since we have last saw her I'm I'm really excited about this Philly
1: yeah I think and hope she can Um, we haven't seen her for a little while she was an intended runner in the um, the prestige at Goodwood and she had just a little, little, little bit of a setback that um, was enough to keep her out of that. Um, but she's been given her time since then. Um, the form has worked out well in her absence. And um, what she did last time, she did it with, with a good ease in the ground. Don't think she needs that as such. Um, and yeah, Ollie Murphy, um, Ollie Murphy, Ollie Sangster, um, obviously, absolutely flying. Ollie Murphy, um, Jesus Christ. Ollie Sangster with Oshie Murphy in the saddle. Good God. <laughs> That's right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You were right
0: there, yeah, I know it's been a I long do... week. I know it's been a long <laughs> did, week, but come
1: on. Did, did, did well to pull Ollie Murphy out of that, didn't I?
2: <laughs> a a Shane Sangster
1: takes the ride. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Shawari yeah, look, look, I, I'm with her. Um, she is mm-hmm. she is pr- probably sh- as short as she want to be, but um, I think she can get the job done, remain unbeaten, and then go into the winter as a, a sneaky guineas prospect. There, I say.
0: Oh, it would be great, wouldn't it? Great for Ollie Sangster and the team. Um, she is currently two to one. Kevin flagging out that that's maybe as short as you would want. Dan, did anything jump out the page at you or are you with the favourite?
2: It did a bit. Do you remember that disastrous week for the the sex lovers, SECTS, with Carla's way swarming out after a Sadner? It was a bit of a disaster for those mavens, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't think either have won since. And Carla's way did blowout at Royal Ascot. But then she's got back on track at Goodwood, trying to beat Darnation, who might as well have been born with fins, given how effective she is on on testing ground. So no chance with her that day, but it was better. And now she faces a less demanding seven furlongs because it was heavy that day. I thought, yeah, we know what she did on the clock first time out, had those people purring, as they say. Um, She hasn't lived up to it since. But it was a massive step back in the right direction. And I think this test might be might be the Goldilocks angle that an easy seven is actually oh, yes. what she what she wants. Not sure about stall one. They're in the they're moving the stalls all over the place throughout the three day meeting. They're in the centre on Saturday. I'm not even sure where they are. So stall one could be an absolute disaster on the Friday. But um, I, I thought I thought there was enough in what she'd done at Goodwood to indicate that she can live up to that potential. That the the sex pests found in Aurelian,
0: <laughs> lovely, beautifully put. Um, Brendan, let's move on to the Joel Stakes last race oh. we're looking at. <laughs> what?
3: Well, no, let's move on to it. It's
2: a fascinating race. We've got the wrong <laughs> five, Got
0: We've got the wrong, <laughs> no, got the the wrong five, yeah. I, I, I
2: like the weekend this for me. Definitely. I'm glad you're
0: all so excited about this Joel Stakes. Uh, Muta Starbeck. Is currently the three to one favourite to try and repeat the performance from this time last year. He won it that day when he was five to two, and he's now three to one. He takes on Chindit at seven to two, who put up such a good performance at Sandown when we last saw him. Maljum in there is also seven to two. Epic Tetus gets Frankie the Tory back on board. Gave him such a good ride at Goodwood that day. He gets back on him now, having disappointed when we last saw him at Goodwood that day under Karen Schumacher. Mighty Ulysses in there at fives as well. He dead heated when we last saw him at Salisbury. This is a wide open race, and Brendan Duke is, got some, has got some strong views by the sounds of it.
3: Well, I'd I, I, I really struggled to make Mudasabek favourite on the back of a couple of moody efforts and penalised here, Vanessa. Uh, the yeah, but form with,
0: form with the mighty Kin Ross, Brendan.
3: Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, he, he looked at uh, uh, I mean, Kinross came up a different part of the track, but it looked like Muda sort of spat the dummy out to me. Uh, now, having said that, it looked like Chin that spat the dummy out to me three runs back in Newbury when he, he tanked into the race and just refused to go by. I thought he was gone at the game, he's won two races since, so what the hell do I know? But I, I just thought I'd take a chance on Maljum, who should yeah. be should be unbeaten including uh, St James's Palace uh, I mean one of the unluckiest losers of, of, of the season that was only the fourth run of his career clearly had a problem since but the boy Haggis willing to bring it back at this elevated level well of course, it's not elevated for Maljum in fairness he's a genuine group one horse in my opinion uh, I thought he'd be able to take care of business here
0: Alright Maljum off the break at 7-2 to 2. Uh, it'll be a hell of a performance and Brent uh Dan, I will come to you. You seem to be cheering and giving it the big one. Are you in mm. agreement with Brendan?
2: Well, a couple of things. i just update my tardiness. The stalls at HQ are far side on Friday. So that means one is probably ideal for Kyla's way. Tick if they want to go forward. They're centre on Saturday. But yeah, if you'd have come to us for the usual check-in at the opener, V, I'd have just used three words. Mal Joom is back as to how I was feeling about the weekend because it bears another viewing or five, doesn't it? What what that St James's Palace where he finished on the bridle and was beaten about a length in the Premier Group One for three year olds at that stage of the season. It was a remarkable performance. Now the portents of his stable mate Sense of Duty getting chinned off a similarly long layoff might be slightly negative, but it was it was bottomless last week, wasn't it? You forgive the filly of not performing too the form she'd shown. I think Malju, by the sounds of it, even though only a week apart, might have been the harder one to get back on track. But they've for obvious reasons they've persevered with him. What he did at Royal Ascot was pretty freakish in defeat. And I think you're backing him to be fit essentially at seven to two and, and, and still have all four legs because I'm I'm sure he can take care. We know where we stand over with Chindit and Mutasarbeck. And if he's the horse he looked then he can beat them and I'm encouraged by the fact it's not bottomless ground. At least he's going to be reappearing under under decent conditions.
0: Right. Two votes for the comeback kid, Mal June, for the Haggis Yard. and um... Kevin, the story with Chinder is remarkable because I was under the impression that that Haydock run was going to be one of his last runs before, obviously, he's in new colours now. And I thought after Haydock that was it. Off to study goes. In where's he going? India. He's going to India. India. Yeah. And then he comes back at Sandown and puts up that performance. And then nine days later, they're bringing him back again. So the flurry is Why on. Not? Why not? Why yeah, not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's booming. Kick on. Why not? Um, he'll be a lo- he'll be a long time retired, as they say. Um, yeah. but fair fair play to them. Um, since they since they made the purchase, it's really kicked on. So so fair play to them. Um, Maljum, uh, love a bit of Maljum. Um, everyone remembers that the Saint James's Palace, but um, it will be worth going onto the YouTube and watching his performance in the the German two thousand guineas because that was a fair effort as well. He absolutely blew the start. And um and somehow managed to win. It was it was a fairly wild performance. Um, I just would be a little bit worried. Um, this time last week I, I was opposing sense of duty, um, on, on a similar sort of basis. Um, and uh, the sales are a great place. You, you bump into all sorts of people. And in the process of earlier in the week, I got and um, Willem Haggis into a headlock and tried to persuade him to to buy a horse I was selling. Um, and while nice. while he was while he was muffling his words, um in that in that headlock uh, maljum did come up in conversation and uh, it sounded like it was very similar to sense of duty in that um they want to run him on british champions day and they feel that they need to get a run into him before then if that's to happen um which um when one reads between the lines as was the case last week you just wonder um is he going to go there needing to run um he has loads of talent i really like him um but will he have enough talent to overcome um a lack of a run and presumably a lack of 100 race sharpness in a race like this i don't know i'll take him on with mighty ulysses Um, jump out, make the running, I suspect. Um, Really liked him last year. He's getting back. I don't think that the dead heat at Salisbury represented a return to his best, but I'm hoping um, that we will see a return to his very best here. And that might make him tough enough to beat. He's a horse I like. And um, yeah, on he goes.
0: Okay, mighty Ulysses then. Let's move on to Saturday at Newmarket and the Jermont Royal Lodge takes the group to Over the mile is the first race we will look at. Brendan, are you a no for this race? I think, oh no, Dan is a no for this race. Brendan, you can kick off here um, for the Royal Lodge, please. And Capulet. Is your 15 to 8 current favorite here after that eye catching performance in the juvenile states behind Diego Velasquez? We have discussed this on Weighed In, of course. Looking forward to seeing this Capulet back. And he's taking on the likes of Ablan for the Appleby Yard at 4 to 1 in there, Ghostwriter in there for Clive Cox at fives, um, Al Musmak in there for Roger Varian at fives as well. But the focus here is really on Capula. He really mm. sort of put his head above the parapet that day at Leopardstown as a sort of... It's not like he'd been discussed as one of the real big guns for the Aidan O'Brien two-year-old team. But where do you think he stands in the rankings, Brendan?
3: Well, I think he elevated himself at, at Leopardstown, only the second run of his life, quite weak in the betting. I think he went off, he certainly went off a double-figure price on the machine. I'm not sure what his, 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 his SP was in the ring. Um, Very straightforward horse, looks really likeable. Everyone saw him coming back at Diego under hands and heels, riding I, I, at the end, appears to have a very good attitude. Form got a boost from deep one at the weekend. Some of us have a working theory that the Irish two-year-olds are generally stronger than the UK two-year-olds. And I just think it's a lovely setup for Capulet here on on, on Saturday. There's loads of pace signed on in the race. Ryan would be able to just jump him out. He's a very strong stayer, Capulet, based on that never run. So he'd be able to go even fractions. If that has him in front, well and good. If that has him sitting second or third, well and good. Straightforward horse. And I thought he'd be winning here.
0: All right, simple vote for the favourite then. Kev, were you in agreement?
1: Yeah, I'd have loads of respect for Capelet. Um, Liked him now physically. You'd have to love him. Um, it, was, it was a super run. Um, the fire wouldn't necessarily read the form boost too literally because I suspect deep one um, like improved a lot for, for the change in tactics last time. Um, but still, there was a nice horse of Joseph's back in third that's well regarded. So I'd say it was, it was proper um, proper group Two form. Uh, that makes him the one to beat, but he's priced accordingly. Um I liked one against them. I liked um, Ghost Ghostwriter, Clive Cox, um, mm-hmm. by Invincible Spirit. Uh, won well first time out at Newmarket, but it was last time at Ascot that makes him particularly interesting. Um, jumped out, made the running, was still quite raw in front. Ultimately won well. Um, time was strong. Um, time was very strong. And it pinpointed them as a group of former in the making. I was hoping that he might slip a little bit more, um, under the under the radar of the market, uh, maybe he will get a little bit bigger, maybe, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cap that short a uh, little bit more even, and this fella may just ease out a little bit, but um, I'd be expecting another step in the right direction from him. Um, he'll be a good handy ride. Um, up and trip is going to suit him, I think, and um, yeah, Ghostwriter for me.
0: All right, for the Clive Cox team. Um, on we go. Group one action: the Chiefly Park Stakes over the six yes. furlongs at Newmarket. And Relief Rally is your 15 to 8 favourite. She's climbed her way up through the sales races, Group 2 when we last saw her at York. Now she's into a deserved Group 1, Dan. And mm. she's so likeable. And they've already discussed at length how she's a real here and now filly. Um, is there anything in here? She's a deserved favourite. Is there is there anything in here that on all-known current form could step past her on what she's done so far? Yeah, well...
2: Maybe we haven't got her rated high enough, but she's only a pound clear on the time form figures from a, a bit of a bunch right behind. Now, you could maybe mark up York because that was a messy race, wasn't it? And it after looking in trouble, I was impressed. That was that was the day I think she made me think, Archer, she is very smart, the way she powered to the front late on and was well on top of the finish. But price is price. And 15 to 8, just about the here and now, Am I wrong to suggest that it's not often that Achievely Park is won by a here and now? I mean, it's perceived to be a path towards a guineas eventually next season. You're looking for something that isn't just a two-year-old precocious thing to win it, aren't you? And yeah, maybe she is just that because obviously we know she lacks size. She doesn't have the obvious physical scope. Now, this this Jasna secrets, one idea, two from two in France, maybe underrated because of that. But I thought there was a very solid option each way in this, and that's Soprano for Bowie and Tudhope, who was finally dropped to six at Salisbury, only to go and, I don't know if she banged her head on the stalls, but she might have done. She was that sleepy getting out of them. But she came home with rare purpose from a, an impossible position. She got, with, she got to within a length or so with a really eye-catching late burst. Third at Royal Ascot. She's she's basically run a race every time, even though she didn't get home on heavy ground on soft ground at Sandown over seven. She's still unexposed as a sprinter. Three runs over sprint trips have been the win here, the third in the Albany, and then the latest run in the Dick Pool, where she was so inconvenienced at the start. She might have been one three one over um sprint trips if if you'd have if she'd have got away on terms last time. And yeah, I think she's a, a knock in each way, but. Six to one. Admittedly, we're not talking twenties here, but it's it's towards Balaclava territory. Maybe it's just baseball cap rather than Balaclava.
0: Well, this race is also paying four places with the sports book an extra place. Oh. In this race, just as a flag up. Brendan, what about the Irish contingent? You've got Porter Fortuna in here at six to one. And if we're talking Mm -hmm. about here and now horses, then she probably falls into that category. Aidan O'Brien with Cherry Blossom as his first string at 13 to two. Um, Further down, he's also got Pearls and Rubies, the well-bred individual at Big Price 25s. And Jack Davison brings over She's Quality. Those are the Irish horses. Um, Do they have any chance in here?
3: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think Dan mentioned how how open this race is, in, in relation to relief Rally's rating. And I, I I agree with him there. Um, Tony Calvin uh, lo- loves that she's beautiful. Well, at a at a price, uh, he he's quite he's getting
0: a hell of a few mentions on this show. has he paid you for this? Well,
3: yeah, well, no, 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 no. But you know, I mean, he, he he knows a thing or two. In fairness, and uh, he, he loves it. He loves a rag. Uh, he, he likes to drop them back in trips. She wouldn't be for me now. I lack his imagination. But what about this sacred angel? Who again on collateral form from her win in Ascot, two runs back, wouldn't be a million miles away from relief rally. Then finished fourth in the morning, but a red hot, red hot pre-morning. In the context of this race, this should be a little God bit. Money. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, 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 there's a chance also in a race not loaded with pace that she might get an uncontested lead. Now, she's drawn one, so, of course, with new Newmarket, you could be dealing with all sorts of golden highways, but the golden highway could be far side, could be near side, and there might be no draw bias. So the, I, I, I just I didn't factor in the draw in my calculations. I think she's a, a progressive filly, in form, might have a tactical edge, double-figure price, and we're getting four places, so we can back her each way.
0: Yeah, she's currently ten to one and the four places. Kev, do you have anything else you'd like to throw into the mix?
1: Yeah, look, I just I wouldn't forget about Cherry Blossom. Um, clearly ah. she she's been forgotten by most. Um, but not the handsome and intelligent compilers from the Bedford Sportsbook Book who have her in a thirteen mm-hmm. to two when there's a, a double that basically available elsewhere. Um, but like like I, I just don't think she stayed in the golf's million and people will look and say oh my god that Yoko Patty tomb has kicked her out of the way i don't think she stayed um and coming back in trip i think is what she wants to do and um, look it's a quick old backup etc but we've seen it before um from um, Bally Doyle fillies that it it isn't always to their detriment and i just wouldn't want to be forgetting about her i wonder what price she'd be if she came straight here um mm. from york but she isn't doing but um you know she only got run down late by a relief rally that day and um yeah, if you, there'd be there'd be double figure prices available. I'd imagine it'd be available well up to um, post time, and yeah, cherry blossom. I could see her out running that for sure. Uh, and I wanted just to, just just a brief mention. Persian Persian Dreamer, I think, is a bit uh, disrespectfully priced as well. Um, I thought she should have been um, a single figure price. She's been freshened up since we last saw her, um, lowering the colors of of a one to six shot and stare of mystery. And um, I could see you know she has the reverse form with with a couple of these, but I could see her running well.
2: What price do you reckon one look would be if she came straight here after Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lardy. yeah, I don't think we're gonna see her again this season, but no, uh, she, she was she was she was super impressive in fairness.
2: I'd retire after that. Um, I mean look at this. Yeah.
0: Job done.
1: Take I'd sell her. Thanks <laughs> yeah. very much. Come <laughs> Come on, uh, I, I, imagine I, the price she makes.
3: I believe they're using euro notes as bedding now and not straw anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> rise Let's keep down the show moving, Euros. guys.
0: Let's keep the show oh, moving. We've got <laughs> so much to get through. Middle Park stakes the group one up next, this time obviously for the Colts. And this, for me, has a bit more intrigue than the Phillies, I suppose. River Tiber, the 7-4 to favourite currently, and taking on once again Van Diek, who got the best of him, who's obviously put in such good performances, specifically in Deauville, and is currently 9-4. second best in the market behind River Tiber to try and reverse that form. They're taking on Jasor for the Clive Cox team task force in there. Elite status. He got so much hype after that. It was the Sandown win, wasn't it? We were talking about him in Mm. real sort of high terms. He's as big as 14 to 1 with the sports book. Give me the beat. Boys cost so much before that Royal Ascot sale. He's currently 33 to 1. I mean there's some horses in here who've been big talking two-year-olds who are big prices as i've outlined brendan i'll start with you here but the market focus Mm. all about van Diek versus river tiber again has the market got it right river tiber seven to four van Diek nine to four
3: well, I don't think so. Um, and indeed, generally, the market doesn't think so. But uh, Kevin re- referenced the handsome and talented Betfair as Well, they're, taking, they're they're being punchy on this one because clearly they think that the better ground or the fact that Aiden suggested that River Tiber wasn't cherry ripe for the morning is accurate and that indeed he can turn around a two-length differential from that race here. Now, I would not agree with that. I think Van Dijk is our, he's, he's only had three runs against River Tiber's four. Um, the ground, I think Timeform gave the ground as good to soft in France. Uh, look, look, looking at the time, you could have easily made made a good ground. I don't think he'll have any issues o- o- on the ground. And I think he's just a better horse than River Tiber and should be Fav. So on that basis, he's a very straightforward tip. But I will yes. just very briefly have to have a saver on this task force. Because I'd say this is a seriously talented horse. I mean, ripping. I mean, I know you love Ripon and all your loyal Yorkshire woman, uh, but... I mean, it's a kip, right, you know, like
2: he just basically (laughs) was... It takes him back to the sectionals again, doesn't it, Brendan? (laughs) (laughs) Rippon was the scene, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, he was basically just falling over himself for the first three furlongs. Then he had to charge out the middle of the track where you don't want to be... You you want to be on the rails of Handy and ripping and trying not to fall over, basically. He managed (laughs) to do none of those things and still came through and won well. The second blew out, but the third has run respectively in, in two starts in group company since. I'd say he take a big step up task force but probably not enough to beat van deek who i think will win
0: okay a vote for van deek then um dan you seem to make some pretty encouraging noises there with the vote for van deek are, are you in agreement uh
2: yes um very yeah. much so i reckon this is going to be a clean sweep as well i don't want to put words in kesma but, but why is river type a favorite over van deek i mean van Diek absolutely cantered through the cod Mornay. Um, has got loads of toe, looks as if it will be at least as effective under these sort of conditions. Yeah, I just don't... I think that's wrong, and I think by the off, it will be proven to be wrong, and they'll be the opposite way around. I mean, there's... If you're River Tiber backer, what are you... As you suggesting, V, is it a belief that he wasn't cherry ripe there as to why he might be able to reverse form? Because he does have ground to make up. I was trying to be Mr. Wise guys, I went, as approached the race thinking that if Elite Status was made eight to one against Van Dijk's nine to two when they met in France, that that disappointment from Elite Status means that there's been an overreaction now. But no, very simple case that the horse, who I think should be favourite, isn't favourite. So I don't have to look any further.
0: Is it a clean sweep then, Kev, for the Van Dijk?
1: I can see the case i'd agree with the lad's thoughts on the market it does seem the, the wrong way around if you can find <laughs> me to the top end of the market um that's the way i'd be leaning but we're not confined to the top end of the market vanessa and look day after day i'm more confused um but i look for the light through the pouring rain you know it's a game i hate to lose i'm feeling the strain ain't it a shame give me the beat boys free my soul uh i think he's a big price I think he's a big price. Um, he's thirty three to one, um, and I would rather suggest people back him place only um, each way, maybe win and place. Um, and if he hits the frame, um, you, you've had a bit of a beano. Um, so I think that's the wrong price. He was in amongst all the right ones in the Coventry. I don't think that was him in the the Phoenix Stakes. He was like incredibly weak in the market. I'm not sure why, but there's always a reason. And he ran below himself accordingly and um, they dodged the national stakes when the rain came and they're going to get his ground here. I rather him at six and seven personally as well. So, um, yeah, if he hits the frame, um, it, it'll be a winning race uh, for 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 anyone that jumps in behind him. And, um, yeah, give me the beat, boys. Free my soul.
0: Love it. Beautifully done. Didn't know where you were going there, but well played with that, Kev. Right, so um, very. Well. very,
1: very it's, it's very earwormy when you when you start listening to drift right. away by Toby gray if you're a, if you're some sort of philistine and don't know what i'm talking about
0: um Brenda, i was so busy laughing on, at
2: barry appearing on the Zoom. barry pro? was what back there
0: des- <laughs> absolutely desperate for the limelight can't get him off the screen um <laughs> Brendan, on we go. On we go to the Cambridgeshire, big handicap of the day, big betting race, loads of yeah. focus here. Full field as you would expect, loads of money up for grabs. And Greek order is currently top of the market with BetFair it's seven to two for the Charlton Yards coming here on the hat-trick bid, coming through the ranks, dropping back in triple fraction wouldn't be an issue. Taking on dual identity, older horse at tens in there. Um Ovidio in there at tens as well. Liberty Lane for the Carl Burke team at 12. Saga in there, the old... Well, I was going to say the old dog, bless him. He's only four, but you know what I mean. He is at 12 to one. I know, that was very hard. That's
2: right.
1: (laughs) Apologies, Your Majesty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please please don't have me murdered. Um, This race is paying the six places, guys. So we want big prices here to fill the frame, mm. surely, and the winner as well, Brendan. Mm. I will come to you first for the Cambridgeshire. I want a winner, and yeah, a big price horse, please.
3: Well, I put it to you, Vanessa Biddy Ryle, if that is in fact your actual name, that a man <laughs> sure would it need that man would need serious imagination to oppose this Greek order. I mean, th- I mean, th- I don't, like. I know it's seven to two in a Cambridge, but. Unless there's some massive draw bias or something, how in the name of God is this thing going to get beat? I mean, he's a full brother to, to Sigarius Like, he looked a very promising two-year-old because obviously there the, the, the was made mention of, given his pedigree, he, he looked a very, very tall sort as a two-year-old and indeed as a three-year-old. So then he comes back, he's, he's odds on in Salisbury, far too keen in Salisbury. And uh, he still ran well, given given how keen he was. Then he goes first handicap again, favourite in Newbury again, very headstrong. Like the, the 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 horse is clearly a massive work in progress. So, but he, he still he manages to win in Newbury, gets five pounds for that. Then rocks up ten furlongs in Newbury. Now, I was keeping an eye on this horse. Uh, sorry, it was in Sandown that he won his first handicap. Then in Newbury for his second handicap. And I was keeping an And I was there. what are we doing here, Harry and Roger Charlton? The horse has been too keen over a mile. Now you're going to step him up into a 10 furlong, small field scenario with not a lot of pace signed on. I thought this this is going to end in tears. But of course, the thing about hno or access is that they had had two and a half months to let this horse develop into his frame and to teach him how to race properly, and he settled much better than in any of his previous starts basically it wasn't a lot of pace as as predicted but there wasn't a bother him settled lovely came through and absolutely annihilated them now he got 10 pounds and you can argue about the strength of the form but you look at this horse's pedigree and you think how, how is this not going to end up a group horse? This race sets up perfectly. Back to nine furlongs, strong pace, loads of cover. Unless there's some ridiculous draw bias towards the far side or something, I think this thing will come home on, on its own.
2: Can I give you some comfort, me? Wow. wow. we have got some draw stuff. Oof.
0: Go on then, Dan.
2: Well, a horse in 2015 was drawn seven that won it. Since then, what's this? Last... eight eight renewals 28 28 29 21 29 25
0: 21 26 beautifully done nice nice
2: i'm gonna i I need to work on the form figure readouts but i think i'm second to none when it comes to reading out numbers for the draw (laughs) in a row
0: i'm also i'm so proud of all you boys today your lyric readouts your draw readouts everything's been (laughs) excellent barry appearing
1: on the video This might be Dan's calling. We're going to have to get you up on stage like for the air gold cup draw or something like
0: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what about uh, just being like a bingo caller? 88, two fat ladies, 88. No, you can't say
2: that. I worked in a bingo hall 20 years ago and that was outlawed even then. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All the eights, 88, you'd say, Vanessa. Uh, um, sorry. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, a, big <laughs> fri- maybe a big price, and the winner. Um but they might not be one of the same, mightn't they? Because as Brendan says, you've got this it feels a bit old school to me, you know, potential group horse three-year-old pouching one of these <laughs> big handicaps, and we saw it with the likes of Lord North, etc. I mean it's it's got such history. Going back to even Pasternack, do you remember him landing the punt for for your pal, Samark. Um, it is a bit mad though. You've got progressive other three year olds that the prices they are because of the presence of Greek order. I had Merlin the Wizard in mind for that. It looks like he's been put away for this since he won decisively at the track with a good bit in hand. He's been on the up, he's 20s. Thought he was quite interesting at a price. He's in 34. Brendan's Jolly's in 25. So that on recent evidence is a positive, but I do think. If Ryan can get Saga across, he's, it's the sort of setup that would really suit him. Admittedly, you've just lost your potential status as a dame, haven't you, after describing the horse in such disparaging terms, Vanessa? That's but a fair he is very effective when he's covered up in these big field handicaps. I can easily see him running into one of the minor places. But yeah, no strong view except to say we pro- you probably are playing with fire opposing a favourite who looks like he's on his way to group races.
0: Wow, a Cambridgeshire and it's you know one of those rate, big betting races, paying all the extra places. And the boys have basically so far, Kevin, just given us the pretty short price favorite. And what a case they've made. But please, come on, are you gonna throw something else in the mix?
1: Uh, yeah, look at Brendan says you need some imagination to see him beat, but what about some wizardry yeah. to get him beat? Merlin the wizard um will do it for me. Um Dan mentioned him there. Three year old son Camelot. Um has been a bit of a work in progress. Um I think he's one of those that he just like he's quite, he's probably quite um, strong willed, like if, like many of those Tamalots are, and a quiet ride suits him. They rode, they rode him a bit handier at Sandown there two starts ago and got him beat. Um, so a race like this will suit him down to the ground. You won't get many more races in the calendar where you'll have more um, pace and cover on offer in front of you. Um, he's drawn 34. And um, yeah, I, I think there's more in him. Um, he won very well at Newmarket last time. The runner-up came out and ran an absolute stormer for Team Ireland in the Racing League of Wolverhampton. Oh. Vanessa um, just got just got touched off after Dylan went for, went, hit the front too soon. Um, so uh, Merlin the Wizard, I think there's more to come off an eight pounds higher mark. And I think he can go very well.
0: On we roll then, away from Newmarket, two very quick races to look at. Handicaps at Chester and Haydog. Brendan, we will start with you, Watergate Cup handicap. Baez, Jim Goldie's mare in here, looking for a fifth win on the bounce. Mm. Watch Mm. back that Chester win over the two miles when she last won, ran. She's so solid in a finish. She just wants it so much. She, she must have gone very big price in running that day to be beat. And then she gets back up on the line.
3: Yes, I, I agree with you, Vanessa. A real hunch that she's just doing enough as well, which is ideal. And she's only gone up three three pounds for that. Must have Must have a real chance. But I can't get away from the fact that five runs ago, she was running off 57. Five runs ago, Tashkan was running off 112. I mean, they weren't They weren't even in, in, in the same stratosphere, these these horses. Now, Tashkan, his early season form wasn't bad. He wasn't winning, but he was running well behind the likes of Rajinsky and Hamish. Then no good in a funny Goodwood Cup. Ran all right in the Ebor, actually missed the break, beating 11 lengths. In the context of this race, massive class edge here. Six to one is against seven to two, the fab. I thought Tashkan was the best.
0: Okay, yeah, currently sixes, seven to one even. Microphone. Um, can you oh god. Yeah, you're
1: fine, you're fine, you're fine. Yeah. Well,
0: Brett, Kev, you can take it away here then for your chester. Any interest here?
1: Yeah, Tashkan. He's gonna get his oh. ease in the ground, um, massively down in class. Um, hopefully he doesn't repeat his um his stupid slow start last time. He's normally much better than that and can get out and Um, make the running. And as Brendan says, like just, just a gigantic drop in class and he'll hopefully, um, impose his class in this field.
0: Brilliant. And then, down we will hop over to Haydock for you uh, for the 2.40 at Haydock, another Class 2 handicap where we have Proverb as the favourite here for the Bowie Yard over the five furlongs. And it's three to one. He is up at the top of the market, taking on Silky Wilkie, four to one. Uh, others in there in behind, bit of a wide open race. Do you have a view on this?
2: Yeah, my Colm Quinn obsession in an attempt to get a beamer didn't work out, but I'll mention Cavani in this because I wouldn't mind a new whistle. And I'm with Silky Wilkie. Oh. Ridden by Brow, who else would you put up? Brandon <laughs> <Yes>, Wilkie.
0: <indeed.
2: laughs> I mean, I couldn't think of a better rider. I don't know if his nickname's Silky, but it might be after this. He's giving £8 away all around, but he is the class horse in the race. And the foreigner affair at Donny was no use to him. It was a messy old race. And you did have really informed horses. The Horse Watchers machine, Russell, was in there. Rogue Lightning, who's fast improving on his way to group races, won that. I think this will show him to much better advantage back at Haydock.
0: All right, a vote for Silky Wilkie at Haydock then. Brendan, did you have a view in that race?
3: Yes, I like Silky Wilkie. He's had had a savage season. He hasn't hasn't won a race since April, but he basically turns up week in, week out, runs off his face, should have won the dash off 107, in off 105 here with Mm. the boy Wilkie taking off seven pounds. Very straightforward. Looks a Christian of a horse. Will take plenty of beating, I thought.
0: Oh, okay. The boys are very much in agreement on this show mm. so far. Uh, I hope that's not the case when we get to the Art de Triomphe, and we are heading over to Longchamp now. Um, we're not looking at all the group ones that ITV are showing, because we're just going to give the views, uh, the strong views that we have. And Brendan, then coming to you first for the Marcel Boussac. Did you want to mention all horse in here? Obviously, we're waiting final declarations, but at the moment, we've got likes of, well, we might see Darnation in there, who you've already mentioned. Oh, no, uh, sorry, Dan already mentioned. Um, a few other nice types in there Did you want to flag one up here In the Marcel sack?
3: Well, just the j- jewel between Darnation and Opera Singer, and this is by far the quickest ground Darnation's ever had to had to deal with. I mean, the weather in Paris has been très gentil, Vanessa. In fact, it's going to be 26 degrees on Sunday, and oh. they've no plans to water. I think this could be bordering on quick ground come Sunday, just looking at the forecast. Uh, so that's going to be a challenge for Darnation, uh, and, and up against a very talented Philly Opera Singer, but I have real faith in Darnation, and uh, I don't have a lot of faith in many English two-year-olds, but I I like the way she rolls and I think she can cope with the cricket ground.
0: Uh, That is music to my ears, Brendan, because I loved her performance at Doncaster when we last saw her. I just thought... There's still so much more to come from her, but she's so likable. So I hope you're right. Uh, let's move on to the Arc de Triomphe itself, the big race. You're all got to have a view in this for God's sakes. We build up to this so much every year. And it's an absolute bell it. There's not like, I suppose there is a standout in the favorite, I suppose, with Ace Impact, but there is the big question mark over whether will he stay for the Jean-Claude Rouget team. He is five to two at the top of the market. And then in behind, I mean, God like. You wouldn't want to be drawing a very strong line through any of these. Continuous, you sent Ledger a supplemented 11 to 2. Hookham, King George winner, 9-2. Westover, just be obviously, in the King George by Hookham, 13-2. Feed the Flame, clock these good numbers throughout his runs, beaten by Fantastic Moon, who reopposes Feed the Flame at 15-2. Fantastic Moon at 17-2. to I feel like Feed the Flame is kind of like the wise guy's pick at the moment. Bay Bridge in there, last year's Champion Stakes winner at 10-1. to Surprising to some that he's coming here. We hope to see him at Ascot 2. Japanese there with 3-7 seas at 11-1. Free Wind, looking looking for that group one for her, the five-year-old mayor, Frankie de Tori's last Arc de Triomphe ride. I could go on and on. It's a brilliant race. And honestly, and that, I haven't even gone through the whole field there, obviously. But the point is, is I just feel like it's a fat It might not be the best Arc de Triomphe ever run, Dan, in terms of class and numbers coming into it. But in terms of intrigue and cases to be made for so many, mm. it's well up there as one of the most interesting.
2: Yeah, and you you could sit back and reflect a minute or so after the race has finished and say Ace Impact wins it and continues this rapid climb that mm-hmm. we have seen. One of the best Arc winners in recent times, um, I think you'd always be measured against the likes of See the Stars, wouldn't you, on that score because of how brilliant he was. Um, but I'm I'm sticking with the older generation. I'm slightly concerned about Stall One in a weird way for Westover because we know he can get revved up and. They're in a they're in a quandary whereby if they sit back and sit in midfield, they might get short of room, and it could get messy. But as long as he does similar to what um Luke Morris did last year in Alpinista, has him handy on the rail. Um the, the danger being that they're not going to get a strung out this time around because conditions, as Brendan's just said, are going to be so contrasting. But I do think he is really maturing into that top class middle distance horse. That he promised to be last season, he got skinned for pace by Emily Upjohn, but things didn't go his way in the Coronation Cup, and he emerges the best horse at the weights on time form figures with Hookham because we think the weight for age scale is a pound or so wrong, and he's got a better draw than Hookham, who's out in fourteen. So I thought Westover was perfectly solid each way, provided he doesn't revert to boiling over.
0: Okay, a vote for Westover then 13 to 2, and Betfair are paying four places in the Arc de Triomphe as well. So that adds to Dan's case for Westover at the prices. Brendan, you're up next. Who wins this intriguing Arc de Triomphe?
3: Well, I think Holcomb's a very solid bet each way at 6 to 1. And and, and indeed, I can see the angle for, for Westover. I think that 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 King George form is, is red red hot form and I mean Hookham, I mean, what, what, what a horse this is he, he, he kicks P- Pile Driver out of the way in a Coronation Cup and you think oh can you really believe that form then he gets pins in his legs he comes back against the phenom Desert Crown granted Desert Crown hasn't quite proved phenom I hoped he'd be but of course all flesh is grass Vanessa you know injuries happen but he, 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 he over 10 furlongs too short a trip for, for Hookham, gets slightly che- checked in the run quicker ground than ideal and just mows him down. I mean, just a savage performance. Then he goes on the back of that with his easing the ground in, in Ascot but I don't think I think this easing the ground thing is overplayed it's probably something to do with him having physical issues with his legs you wouldn't want to run him on quick ground too often but I don't think this ground on Sunday would be any quicker than it was in the Brigadier Gerard, and he coped with a fine over a suboptimal trip there he's just a, a rock solid horse he's, he's only had two runs this season should be fresh as paint for the arc uh, the draw on 14 not ideal but this race doesn't seem to be loaded with pace I feel like Crowley could take a relatively handy position, as he did in the King George, and get two off the rail, which should be fine. Very hard to kick this horse out of four.
0: Lordy, a vote for Westover, a vote for Hookham. Kev, are you with the favourite here? Do you think that Ace Impact might just be a superstar up in trip?
1: Not sure he'll stay, not, or not sure he'll be as good over the trip. He's very, very quick for a 10 furlong horse, and I'd have concerns. Um, I would definitely have concerns. Um, and look, it's just worth emphasizing the ground here. I've been watching the the forecast very, very closely and been talking to people that are there. And like, this could be good to firm ground. Um, like yeah. the, this, there there is no rain. And wow. it's drying, albeit slowly, because they, they are getting a dew every morning. But like, there there is no rain coming. Um, and they're not going to water. They've said flat out, we will not water. Um, so th- this could be closer to good to firm ground, which isn't unheard of in the arc. Like, geez, I know we've had a wet few years, but we've had a few good to firm arcs in the last decade. Uh, and this might be another. And I'd say the connections of Equinox are absolutely sick that they didn't train him for this. Uh, the Japanese quest for the Ark, one of the great quests in world racing. Um, and it, and if he had turned up and got this ground, um, God, he, he would certainly have been fav. But, Vanessa, the Japanese are represented, and it's one that's only really um, come into my radar as it's become clearer that the ground is going to be quicker than, than we were expecting, um, because the, the mayor that made Equinox work harder than anything um, in, in, in his career, so well, in his recent career, through seven seas, will represent Japan here, the mayor. And it's worth watching that last run in the Takuzuka uh, Kinen. Um, because Equinox only just scrambled home that day after getting a tough trip around the outside, but True Seven Seas actually came from behind Equinox, their last and second last, and Equinox went around the outside and um, and, and got the job done. True Seven Seas tried a slightly more ground saving trip and actually got stopped at a really vital juncture in the race, and I'm at flew close home to go down by just the neck. It's worth watching. It's on YouTube, um, and I tell you, watching the big old price. And um, look, that was a career best. That was a standout effort. But um, she had improved in her two previous starts, so it might have been what it seemed. And and if it was what it seemed, um, like that puts her in the mix. We know how tough those Japanese um, middle distance races are. Um, she's getting her ground. Um, look, she'll be held up and probably arriving late. But uh, she's overpriced now. And Christophe Maire rides, who um, who was Equinox's jockey, ironically. Um, but he's yeah. a top top man, world class pilot. And, um, yeah, true seven Cs. Don't underestimate her.
0: All right. Okay, vote for the Japanese then. And everyone not going for the ace impact fascinating renewal of the race cannot wait for sunday as i said we're not doing all the group ones but just special mention to a few others uh kevin we will stick with you for the opera you just wanted to flag something up here obviously the phillies group one over the 10 furlongs we expect to see blue rose sen in here uh she's on the comeback mission but she showed she showed us so much that day in Shanti when she won the diane that uh, everyone's hoping she's going to bounce back to that. But obviously, Joseph O'Brien is also, or looks to be, sending Lumia Rock in there. Uh, she has been progressive this season, got a Group 2 victory and we last saw her. Are we expecting to see her here? And could she win a Group 1?
1: Um, yeah, I think Blue Rose Sen is overrated myself. Um, I don't think yeah. there's any depth to her early season form, and she's been a bit showing up the last twice. Um, and, you know, some mitigation that Goodwood, obviously, but I don't think she's as good as she looked. And I think Lumiere Rock might beat her. Um, she is going to run. Dylan Brown McMonaga- Mon- Dylan Brown McMonagall is going to keep the ride. And um, geez, I was just really impressed with her in cheek pieces last time. She looked a different filly. Um, Dylan says she, she rode like a filly with two extra gears on, on account of the cheek pieces and um yeah look i think she's she's tactically very straightforward lovely straightforward handy ride and um and i think she can beat these um jana rose obviously nipped her uh, when they met uh, not so long ago um lumiere rock got a a nice run of the race that day sitting and waiting in front and quickening but i don't necessarily think that would have showed her the best effect she stays well um so lumiere rock i think has a right good chance in the opera
0: okay confident vote then and i was delighted to see her get a group two win last year i'd be very pleased and um, last time sorry she's she's a very likable filly so fingers crossed for her um and brendan final word to you on the longchamp card because who'd we back if it's getting towards the end of the longchamp mm. meeting and mm. we're all in trouble and we're gambling responsibly but we need a winner who do we back mm.
3: Well, it's deja vu all over again, uh, Vanessa. We backed Kinross. I reminded I was there last year and the lads, the day wasn't gone as they planned, but they said it's fine because we just backed Kinross in the foray and it was fine. Smashing horse would be very hard to beat. And I tell you,
1: Vanessa, if, uh, if you want a quirky one, everyone that will be listening to this podcast probably completely ignores the Arab race. But a few oh, months yeah. ago, I I was asked for a completely unbiased and independent opinion on a few uh, Arabian horses. I, like I wouldn't pay much attention to them, but I was asked to look, and one of them was Al Gadir, who runs here. And like this looks like the Frankel of the of the Arab racing world. Like he looks <laughs> really really impressive, and um, I, I I don't know if he's going to get beat here. I like they've been putting pacemakers in for him. He's literally like Frankel. Like he races quite freely, and it's just really powerful late on. The, the, the same ownership have a few other entries i suspect there'll be a couple of pacemakers in there for him and he might put on a bit of a show vanessa i don't know what price it will be tony calvin will be tearing his non-existent hair out at all this talk of races with no prices but um yeah he he, if, if you want a bit of an interest in in the arab race um al gadir is one to keep an eye on beautiful and they'll be
0: sitting there showing it on itv aren't they so you know it's good to have a bit um right it's time for your naps guys and obviously we've covered a lot of racing there so i'm just going to rattle through the offers whilst you get your naps in order don't forget There's a completely free bet on offer this weekend with Betfair, but you must opt in. There's also the standard multiples bet um, offer, which is bet five on horse racing multiples and get a free bet. But again, you must read the T's and C's and you must do it responsibly. And stay tuned for Saturday, where there will be a super boost for you on offer on Saturday with Betfair. So loads of different offers, but please do it responsibly. Have fun with it. The The dogs are out of control. right. Finally, it is time for your naps, guys. Uh, Brendan, starting with you, your nap, please.
3: 3.40, Newmarket on
2: Saturday, Greek order.
0: Ah, yes. The ca- given the case you made from, that's only fair. Um, Dan Barber, your nap, please.
2: Yes, I'm going away from the madding crowd. I'm going to the sprint, the Dapper Dash Cavani Handicap and the silky one, silky Wilkie, 2.40, oh. hey, Doc.
0: Love it. A little left field option. Didn't think a nap was going to come at Haydock this weekend, but that's why we have Dan Barber on the show. Expect the unexpected with him. Final word to you, Kev. And no, you're not allowed to nap a horse in the Arab race. That's the new rule. Technically, I can, but I won't. Get it, uh,
1: Kevin? <laughs> um, no, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take on Brendan Juke in, in a bit of horse race related pugilism um, directly head to head with uh, Merlin the Wizard. Um, and winning place will do for me uh, but Al as well that is just going to win
0: Beautiful, alright look guys that was a lot of fun as always, thank you very much Kevin, Dan and Brendan thank you viewers and listeners out there enjoy the weekend, get stuck in have fun with it but as I say please do it responsibly read the T's and C's etc cetera, etc cetera. join us again on Monday we'll be back with Wade in and we're going to have so much to discuss but for now enjoy your weekend